Girlfriends, episode number 73, Stress Less. Hello and welcome to Girlfriends. I'm Danielle Bean. I'm a wife and a mom and I'm on a mission to help you know your worth as a woman so you can find peace, balance and joy in family living. This week we're talking about getting back to healthy habits, Memorial Day fun and how you can stress less in your everyday life. Well, what are we waiting for? Let's get started. Hey, girlfriends. Thanks for being here. Happy Memorial Day. I hope you're enjoying a good weekend. I'm recording this on Monday, a little later than I usually record because it's actually a day off around here. We're on a different schedule. Everyone's off work and off school. Well, except for my kids who work at the state liquor store because that needs to be open on Memorial Day Monday. Um, But, you know, we don't have work, we don't have school. And so we're having a little bit of a easier day today and I'm getting started a little later. Um, But I'm happy to be here and I hope you're enjoying a good weekend with family and with friends. I hope you get to a parade today or get to visit a cemetery today, something that we always like to do on Memorial Day as a way, you know, I started out years ago when the kids were really little and I wanted a way for them to realize what Memorial Day is and kind of make an impact. And that's when we first ever went to an old cemetery that's near our house. It's actually called Bean Cemetery. We live off of Bean Road. Um, Not that we know of, are we related to the people that it's named for? But um, it was, you know, there were a lot of beans in the cemetery. And um, it's just a really educational thing to do, you know, even if you don't do it on Memorial Day, um, even if you don't have like veterans who are are buried near you. Anytime that you can visit a cemetery, maybe it sounds a little gloomy, but going on All Souls Day is another practice, um, something that we've done many times that I find is really great for the kids. And it's good for me, too, to think about the people who've gone before us and think about how their lives were different. Think about the blessings that we have, because, you know, if you go through some of those old cemeteries, you'll see a lot of young children buried, a lot of moms who died in childbirth, things that we just don't think about much anymore because it's not really a danger anymore. It's not, you know, we don't die of ear infections anymore. So um, really an interesting practice. And I'm going to try to get to do that with some of the kids later today. Um, I hope you're doing something along those lines, or I hope you're having a good gathering of friends and family or a barbecue. Um, It's, I find it so nice to have holidays that are kind of worked in that the religious ones, but also the the secular ones, the the national holidays, um, because I, I think it really builds a sense of community. It builds a sense of belonging among family and friends, especially if you do invite people over or if you do participate in some sort of family or community event. So I hope you've got that going on in your life this weekend. And I hope you're not stressed. We're going to talk about stress. <laughs> um, but first, I wanted to to mention um, that w- one of the things we did was a Memorial Day hike yesterday, which on Sunday, and it was so fun. I, it wasn't a hard hike. We went um, up rattlesnake mountain and i don't really think they should get to call it a mountain because it's a it was not too challenging (laughs) and the weather was great and this particular hike is easy and when you get to the top i mean you feel like you're cheating because you get such an amazing amazing view at the top of this 
Rattlesnake Mountain. And it's um, a view of Squam Lake. We live in the Lakes region of New Hampshire. So absolutely stunning view. I took pictures, but you know how pictures don't capture it? It's so frustrating to me. Maybe because I'm not a photographer, I can't capture it. But um, they did a little bit. <laughs> and it was just, it was so, it was part of what was so great about it was we brought all the kids with us. All the kids were with us, all eight of our kids, so all 10 of us and a couple of their friends and both of our dogs, which is no small things because these are not dogs who hike on a regular basis. So they were kind of freaking out. It was a little bit of an activity to bring them with us, but I figured the more we do it, the better they'll get at it. Um, but it, that was so satisfying to me as a mom. Probably none of the kids even noticed that particular moment of us all being together, but I loved it. And I I find that the more my family grows and the more as I'm getting older and have more life experience, the more I treasure those moments because I see them for what they are, that they're, they're rare and they're precious. And it's so important to me, the times that we can all be together. For years, I've been hearing my mom talking about wanting everyone to be together, everyone together under the same roof. And I completely get that impulse. It's kind of like the mother hen, you know, you want everybody together. Harder and harder to do as, as kids grow older. And I'm sure as they get their own families and whatnot, it'll be even more difficult. Um, so I am treasuring those moments. You know, it used to be we were always all together. <laughs> Maybe you're at that stage in your life and you kind of feel like it'd be nice to have a little space. So just know there will come a day when you kind of treasure those moments and they're rarer and they're fewer and far between. So that was a really nice moment that we had yesterday. Um, another thing that I've been working on is getting back to my regular fitness and healthy eating routines. Since my trip with Dan, where of course, when you're on vacation, you know, I wasn't working out. I, I never understand, like you're at a resort and there's like a really nice gym there. I am never going to be the person who on my, you know, few days of vacation is going to be like, yep, I'm going to get up early and hit the gym. Uh, there were some days last summer when we were traveling, when we, we took time off to um, drive my son Ambrose down to Ave Maria, Florida, where um, I did run on the beach a couple of times. And, but that just felt good. And it was fun. It was kind of recreational, but like going to the gym. Oh my gosh, no, that's not what vacation is supposed to be. So I don't understand that. And I wonder if they, I, I never even go over to check it out to see how many people are actually working out on their vacation in this beautiful location. But anyway, that said, I got a little lazy and um, I've been actually pretty good about keeping up my, my fitness routines. I've been getting in my workouts, um, m you know, missing them here and there, of course, but also I've been really bad about not eating in a healthy way. I mean, yeah, pretty bad. <laughs> And, and not caring. So I'm I'm recognizing that about myself because right up until we left, I was being really good. And I don't want to be the kind of person, I want to live the kind of life where it's super strict all the time. So, you know, part of me recognizes that it's fine and it's totally normal and it's okay. You know, life has these ebbs and these flows, but I don't want to get so comfortable eating whatever I want, whenever I want, however much I want, um, so that, uh, you know, I just gain a bunch of weight and, and live a super unhealthy lifestyle, just kind of really go in that direction. So there's the ebb and there's the flow and I need to move in the other direction now. So recognizing that I've been looking at some different, um, uh, you know, the eating part, 
that's separate. I need to manage that separately. And it's just a matter of doing it in my experience. Um, but the, for exercise, I, I, you know, I thought, well, I, I kind of want to mix things up a little bit. And I'd been doing some research about, um, and I'd started a little bit before we left for vacation, doing intervals. Interval running has always been a part of what I do for training for running. Um, kind of mixes it up. It makes it a more fun run, I find, if you're doing intervals, because you're doing like these fast, you know, kind of bursts of speed, and then followed by rest and doing that more multiple times over the course of, you know, 30 or 40 minutes. Anyway, in my research, I came across, um, I think it's, I don't know how it's pronounced, but Tabata, I guess. It's um, this form of interval exercise, which is four minutes. Wow, who doesn't want to do a four-minute workout, right? I mean, <laughs> sounds great. But I was really intrigued because the, the studies, and, and I'll put a link in the show notes to some of the studies that I was reading, um, that showed that doing this particular style workout for cardio um, was as beneficial for your health, if not more so than doing like 30 minutes or 40 minutes of traditional cardio exercise where you're just running at a steady pace or, you know, cycling or whatever, swimming, um, that it these four intense minutes were as valuable physically in, you know, in, in making physical gains in your body and losing weight as the longer sessions of cardio. Well, that was very intriguing. What four minutes versus like 40 minutes? Yeah, sign me up. Anyway, I was a little skeptical because, <laughs> you know, four minutes. So, uh, but I thought I'd try it out. And um, everything I'd read was like, it only, you know, this, this is only true. This only works if when you're doing this particular four minute exercise, you really are giving a hundred percent, you know, going as fast as you can with whatever the physical exercise is that you're doing. Well, I tried it out with running and the way that it works is it has you do 20 seconds of running as fast as you can, followed by 10 seconds of rest, and then 20 seconds, again, running as fast as you can, followed by 10 seconds of rest for the full four minutes. So altogether, you're doing eight intervals inside of that very short period of time. And I was like, oh, this is going to be so easy. <laughs> it was not so easy. <laughs> it was really hard. And yeah, it's over pretty quickly. So that part is good. But oh my gosh, if you really are running as fast as you can for those 20 seconds and then resting only 10 seconds, that is a really challenging workout. And I felt it even afterwards for a long time, like felt physically drained. And, you know, like I had worked in, like, I'm going to do a warm up jog, then I'm going to do this four minute, you know, interval thing. And then I'm going to do a cool down, you know, just a short, slow jog. I didn't even want to do the short, slow jog. I, I just wanted to sit there and like gasp for air. <laughs> like I was dying. So this is an intense workout. So um, I'll put some links in the show notes if you're interested in checking it out. Um, and, you know, I the, you know, the jury's still out on whether this is something I'm going to adopt on a regular basis, but I am intrigued by it. And you can't deny those studies that show you that this kind of interval workout of, you know, intensity followed by short periods of rest multiple times over really has benefits for your health, your, your cardio health, but also for weight loss, if that's what you're interested in doing. So anyway, all of that said, <laughs> an interesting new form of exercise that I've been into. And along those lines, um, I have an app that I also will put a link in the show notes to that I love, which is an interval timer. And it works great. Like I just put it on my phone and um, it, it actually automatically has a Tabata style workout in it. But 
also you can you can set your own you can customize your own interval workouts and um, then when you hit start just this lady's voice is just like tells you when to work when to rest and you know if five seconds until you start again and you don't even have to look at your phone so that kind of makes it really easy to do these kinds of workouts Anyway, you may not be interested in any of that, so I'll stop there and um, get on to this week's topic. We are talking about stress. Do you know how important stress is to your health? It is super important to your health to avoid stress. And of course, none of us can completely avoid stress. Stress is a part of life. It's a normal part of life. But a big part of the problem in today's world is that we're walking around constantly stressed. Um you know, and that is not good for your health. It's not good for, um, I talked a while back about your hormone levels and how your stress hormones, they're, they're a natural part of, you know, what your, your body's cycle is supposed to be throughout the day. And um, it's an, it can be a very good thing for your body to have these stress hormones. But if you're constantly producing stress hormones in response to anxiety and in response to the busy things at work, in response to things that you're worried about or whatever it is, is that is really not good for your health and it, it a lot of people are walking around that way in today's world we're constantly feeling stressed because of a number of different reasons I happen to think media is probably the biggest reason that most of us are walking around stressed because even if you're not like working a stressful job or if you don't have a particularly stressful day-to-day routine in your life if you're tuning into media, I mean, and I mean all forms of it, turning on your TV and getting cable news or having the radio on in the car or, um, you know, social media on your phone or on your computer, it's just a barrage of stimulation. And some of it really negative and anxiety producing when it's terrible news about things going on around the world or even close to home. So I think that that's a big, big factor. But um, that aside, I'm not going to talk about the causes of stress, but I am going to encourage you to think about how stressed you are in your everyday life. Sometimes I know I've gone through periods in my life and mostly my stress in the terrible stress in my life early on was from little kids, was from having a bunch of babies and just being constantly stressed out by their constant demands. Um, So you may be in that place in your life right now. And that kind of stress... Well, it's kind of unavoidable if you're at that stage in your life. Um, but you, so you can't control what is stressing you sometimes. Sometimes you can. And if you can, I encourage you to address that as we talked about in the, you know, podcasts about whether or not you're too busy and that kind of thing. But if, so if you can control it, go for it. But if you can't, some things are just inevitable. And maybe you work a job that causes you a lot of stress. Then I, I want to encourage you to kind of assess your stress level and you can control how you respond to it, how, how much you let yourself get stressed out by your environment or your work or whatever it is. So I'm going to talk a little bit. I've got six different um, tips for sharing about how to be less stressed or how to, you know, remove some of your stress, de-stress, how to de-stress. So the first one I want to talk about is breathing. This is something that I think we don't think about enough. Like notice your physical response when you're stressed or your mental response when you're stressed. Just pay attention to it. And I have found, and I had read this before, that when I am stressed in the moment, if I take a moment and just kind of assess, like, how am I physically responding to this? Um, You might be, like, tensing up your shoulders, you know, clenching your jaw. You might be, um, you know, starting to do some nervous habit. Uh, But a lot of us will start breathing 
fast or uh, breathing really shallow breaths or holding your breath. Have you ever done that in response to something that was emotionally stressing you out? Just all of a sudden you realize you're not breathing. Yeah, really bad, you know, and and this is one way that you can kind of trigger your body to de-stress and to manage the stress is to be aware of your breathing and to force yourself to take some long, deep breaths. I'm always telling my kids this when they get worked up, you know, I'm like, deep breaths. And it makes a huge difference in how you feel. It can instantly change how you feel. May not change your circumstances that are stressing you out, but it can instantly change how you're feeling. So if you're finding yourself at work or in a social situation or in your parenting, feeling stressed about something, Uh, maybe you're stressed about finances or some, you know, something that's going on in your life. Take that moment to realize, how is this affecting me physically? What am I doing? And make it stop. If you're, if you're tensing up your shoulders, relax your shoulders. If you're clenching your jaw, relax. Force yourself to. And then take those deep breaths. Take you know several deep breaths in through your nose, out through your mouth. And one thing I saw online recently was somebody recommending breathing in grace and breathing out gratitude. And I think that's a really nice thing to think about doing. And it can just kind of mentally put you in a different place and mentally kind of relax you and give yourself at least a sense of control over how you're physically responding to a stressful situation. So taking those deep breaths. One, there, if you want to, if you're interested in breathing exercises, believe it or not, there's a million of them out there. I don't know a whole lot about them, but one that um, I was taught years ago, actually it was, was taught this by this woman who um, way back in high school, I was in a speech contest and she was kind of teaching us how to relax before we spoke. And um, one of the exercises she had us do was something called square breathing, where you breathe in for a slow count of four And then hold your breath for a slow count of four, breathe out for a slow count of four, and hold your breath for a slow count of four. So that's four different parts, thus the square breathing, and continue to do that. I found that the times when I do that, if I'm feeling stressed or anxious or, you know, nervous about something, that it's really helpful. And maybe it's not so much the breathing. I think it's partly the breathing, but maybe it's also that it's taking your mind and making you super focus on something very basic, very simple, taking your mind away from all the little details that are causing you anxiety. So um, something you might want to try is that square breathing. Or if you're interested, do some Googling, because like I said, there's a ton of different breathing exercises out there. There are people who are way into this, (laughs) so more so than me. But I am going to recommend that you notice your physical response to your stressful situation and and you know, do something to uh, counteract that. And breathing is a huge part of that. All right. The next thing that I recommend you do when you're stressed is clean something. So many of us do this anyway. I do it. Um, And cleaning is not my natural response to most things. So I recognize it when I start doing it. And it doesn't have to be cleaning something. Anything productive that you can do if you're worried about something um, is a really helpful kind of response to stress because it kind of gives you that physical outlet. It gives you the mental outlet because it kind of takes your brain somewhere else if you're super scrubbing out the bathtub or organizing a bookshelf or whatever it is. Um, you know, find something productive like that that you can do, especially if it's a situation that you can't control. You know, um, what comes to mind is like if you have a, a friend or a family member that you're worried about that's at the hospital, maybe they're having an operation and you're waiting to hear news of their health, 
that's a terrible situation to be in. It can be so stressful and you can be so worried during that time. So looking for something to occupy your mind and your body and just be productive during that time um, can feel really good and it can be kind of a stress release. This is this is good because it keeps you from using other kinds of less healthful releases for your stress, <laughs> like reaching for a bottle of wine or eating a giant bowl of ice cream, like stress eating. You know, um, <laughs> I recently had a situation with one of my kids where I was I was pretty worked up about something going on with one of my kids, and I realized I was like eating like an entire bowl of ranch dip <laughs> for absolutely no reason, except that I was stressed about what was going on with this child in my life. So recognize that we have that need for that kind of outlet and look for a positive way to use it and look for a positive way to do that, a, a helpful way to do that. And, you know, maybe you'll have a clean bathroom at the end, if nothing else. And even if the stressful situation doesn't go away or gets worse, at least you'll have done something productive. So cleaning or any any kind of productive task that can you know, mentally and physically kind of occupy you for a few minutes can be really helpful. And this one's, the next one's related to those. And you know, I'm going to say this, move your body, do some exercise. I, I feel like I didn't even want to put this one on the list because I feel like I'm always saying this. And I even had the reminder at the beginning of this program about how I'm working on that, getting regular exercise in your everyday life. We all know we need to be doing this. And we all know that when you're stressed, even just going for a daily walk can be a huge help. I find that when I'm in a regular exercise routine, if I get out of it, I start to feel stressed physically, just physically, even if nothing mentally is going on, even if there's nothing that's making me anxious or stressed in my regular life, I physically start to feel that I've got this pent up energy that, you know, I usually have an outlet for. So look for ways to do that, especially during a time when you're feeling stressed. One thing that I'm famous for doing is if I get some stressful news, something is, you know, in that very moment where I'm, I'm hearing some bad news or something to get anxious about or given this new work assignment that uh, it's going to totally stress me. I'll immediately go for a run. And it helps me to put that into perspective. You may not be able to drop everything and, and go for a run or go for a walk, but um, during especially difficult times in your life, like say you have like a really difficult week at work or one of your kids is sick and it's just super stressful at home or, you know, marital problems that are causing you stress, whatever it might be, you know, during that time period, even if exercise isn't normally part of your everyday routine, look for ways to do that. Look for ways to just at least Please go for a walk, you know, get outside and um, get some fresh air and just move your body. We're meant to do that. Our bodies are made for that. So look for ways to do that. All right. So then the fourth one I want to mention is come up with some relaxation trigger for yourself. You know, we talked about us being creatures of habit a couple of episodes ago and how to establish habits. Well, part of a habit is something that triggers your habit. Like you come home from work, uh, you get changed into more comfortable clothes and that's your trigger to what, you know, sit and read a book, watch television, um, start to make dinner, whatever it is that is your next part of your habit. Um, that the, our body is like wired to look for triggers like that. So you can establish a relaxation trigger for yourself. Um, like maybe you really like a certain kind of tea and making that tea is really relaxing and enjoyable for you. So when you feel stressed, 
you know, you can have this established habit of making this tea is what helps me to relax, what tells me it's time to relax, it's time to let go, it's time to spend a few moments just completely de-stressing. Um, it might not be making a cup of tea, it might be taking a hot bath or a hot shower or sitting down in a certain place in your home where you, even if it's just a few minutes that you spend there, if it's a place that you normally will relax, a, a place that you normally will um, kind of let go a little bit, um, that can be really helpful, a, a really good way to do that. Um, or maybe just like taking off your shoes, going in your room, closing the door and lying down on your bed in the middle of the day for like 10 minutes that um, just that physical act can kind of trigger to you, like going to de-stress, going to let go, going to relax a little bit. I don't know what it would be for you. You know, it could be any number of things, but look for something like that in your life that you can practice on a regular basis to establish it as a trigger for that relaxation. And then you can use it. Then you can use it in, you know, when you're feeling stressed, you can be like, okay, I have a moment now and I'm feeling totally stressed about this. I'm going to do that thing that tells me I can relax. And I, I find it's really helpful. I've done this with tea. I really, I really like different kinds of tea and, um, and I, I've done it with that, but also different parts of your routine, maybe parts of your bedtime routine, maybe changing into certain kinds of clothes. You know, I, I've read studies that say it's really important, like what you wear to bed, because it's like a trigger to your body. Like now is time for bedtime. Um, but maybe like putting on a, a favorite t-shirt or a comfortable pair of jeans or a sweatshirt that you really love can be a trigger for you. Like, I'm going to relax. I'm going to de-stress right now. It's important that you take those breaks. All right. The fifth one I want to mention is getting sleep. Also should put this on repeat on the podcast. How important is sleep? It is so important. And when we're not getting enough sleep, how awful does the whole world look? I mean, so much worse than it actually is. Everything seems so much worse than it actually is. You know, like I've learned from my own experience that when you wake up in the middle of the night and you can't fall back asleep, all those things that you think about are not going to be as huge and scary in the morning. They're just not. And it feels so real in the moment because you're exhausted. And, you know, all these things feel like overwhelming and totally stressful and like you can never overcome them. And everything's absolutely the worst in the middle of the night. So, recognize that. <laughs> recognize that that means when you're tired and when you're sleep deprived, everything's going to look terrible. Everything's going to seem like the worst. You're going to have a negative take on pretty much everything. And that really can add to your stress too. So make sure you're getting the sleep that you need. I know it's hard during certain times of your life. I know it's definitely hard with little kids in your life. Um, but you know, we all can make greater efforts to be getting better sleep. And I find it's usually on the bedtime side, you know, um, most of us have a reason that we need to get out of bed, whether it's your two-year-old waking you up or having an alarm set for school or for work or whatever. Um, most of us have a reason we have to get out of bed on that on that side of sleep, but many of us don't have a reason that we have to go to bed. Going to bed is tough and we feel like, this is my time. I know I felt like that so often for years with my husband that we'd get the little kids to bed and it'd be like, okay. Now we can actually enjoy something. Now we can actually have a conversation. Now we can watch a, a television show without being interrupted and, you know, do something enjoyable together. So it's, it's really like precious time at night. Then the temptation is to extend it beyond, beyond, beyond. And uh, yeah, we were guilty of that. Like back when we were watching Lost on Netflix, um, we, we were like, stay up 
all hours just watching next episode, next episode. Well, you really pay for that in your next day. Even if you don't have anything that's particularly stressing you, a lack of sleep is stressful on your body and you're going to have a stress reaction to that. So look for ways to make sure you are getting the sleep that you need. And that might mean going to bed a little bit earlier. It might mean making time for a nap during the day. Um, you know, whatever it is that you need to do, look for ways that you can improve. I know none of us is going to get perfect sleep. Okay. We're not in heaven yet. And this is just this, this world is a veil of tears, right? So um, keeping that in mind, it's not going to be perfect. I'm not asking you to get, you know, the perfect eight or nine hours of sleep every night, but work toward improving that because I think we all have room for improvement in how much sleep we're getting on a regular basis. And it's so important for how we feel day to day what our moods are like, and the kind of satisfaction we have in our everyday life, how good we feel about what we're doing. All right, the last one I want to mention for de-stressing, and this is my favorite because it's so real, is touch somebody, hug somebody, pat somebody's arm, squeeze somebody, rub somebody's back. Physical touch is so powerful, and it has a huge response inside of our bodies even immediately that you know you have that bonding hormone oxytocin and it will it will make you feel good and and you can feel it you know it this is why you love hugging your kids you know this is why it feels so good when you're totally stressed out sometimes and someone just comes and gives you a big hug it feels so good it's a release of those stress hormones and it's just mentally, emotionally, and, and just spiritually really encouraging and uplifting. We're made for that. We're physical creatures. We're, we're social creatures. We're not all huggers. I'm not a hugger. I, I'm not. And I'm not one of those moms who's always like touching my kids. And, you know, <laughs> funny story. One time, uh, a couple of years ago, we were sitting behind a family at mass that we, we know a little bit. And the parents all through mass were, even with like their teenage sons, like constantly had their arm around them, rubbing their back, holding their hands, touching their heads. And it was like super touchy, super touchy situation. Like this was a very physically affectionate family. And it was funny just being seated a few rows behind them at mass and observing that and being like, whoa, that's really different from how I am naturally as a mom and um, how we are as a family. And, you know, not that we're like not touching each other, but we're not like that. And I remember leaving, like, I actually felt like a little bit bad, like, oh, that's, we should be more like that. We should be more huggy touchy. And, you know, I, I should be more touching my kids. And I, I remember leaving mass and saying that to one of my sons, like, did you notice that? I, I feel really bad. Like we should be like, I should be hugging you or, or rubbing your back more or whatever. And he was like, no, you shouldn't. <laughs> and it was funny because it made me realize people have different levels of need for that, different levels of need and then different inclinations. And that's not a bad thing. Um, of course, we all need physical affection and children, especially young children need that. And, um, you know, and we're wired to give it to them, especially when they're young. But People are different about that. People are some people are more touchers than others, and that's fine. Um, it's just kind of knowing your own needs and your kids' needs. But that said, we all do have a need for physical affection, and a time when you're stressed can be a great time to just go to one of your kids and give them a big hug, and or ask your spouse to you know hug you or hold you for a little while, or um, really a, a great opportunity to kind of have that kind of 
emotional connection with another human being because that can instantly de-stress you. I know I've experienced it. It doesn't change your situation, but it can help to make you feel better and feel less stress inside of that moment. Okay, so those are my six different tips. Breathe or notice your physical reactions to stress. Clean or do anything productive. Get your body moving. Uh, Find a relaxation trigger and use it. Get some more sleep and reach out and touch someone. I'm sure you have some ideas for ways to de-stress or maybe you have a story to share about what's particularly stressing you right now and some positive ways that you can manage that stress. I'd love to hear from you. Give me your feedback. Send me an email, danielle at daniellebean.com or you can connect with me on Voxer, which is a cool, fun app, which makes it as easy as pushing a button, like walkie-talkie style, to be able to leave me a voice message that I can share with listeners here on the show. Or you can always go to daniellebean.com and click that little tab on the right-hand side that says leave voicemail. I would love to have your voice to share right here on a future episode of Girlfriends. And speaking of feedback, I heard this week from Beth, who had some um, thoughts to share on Marcy's situation that we shared in last week's episode. Marcy was, and that's not her real name, was feeling kind of touched out. She has a new baby and she was having trouble responding physically to her husband, even just, you know, physically affectionate, but also sexually and was was kind of struggling with that and wanting to know how to handle that situation. And so Beth shared this. She says, hi, Danielle. I was just listening to your episode on criticism and heard Marcy's question about low libido, not having desire for sex and even feeling repulsed at touch by being touched out. Girl, I totally feel like you were reading a letter I would have written a few years ago. I had that same feeling to an extent after each of our four babies were born, but not nearly as much after our last. She was a very needy little one with cluster feeding cycle and colic and irregular sleeping patterns. And our three-year-old at the time, well, let's just say her love language is physical touch. I was the definition of touched out. I loved your advice for Marcy to talk honestly with her husband about how she feels. Taking his needs into consideration is important, and I can say that I didn't do a very good job of that. Hindsight is twenty twenty, isn't it? Might I add that giving him limits would be helpful. Um, some suggestions. It would be good for you to do this, but please don't do that. <laughs> Touch me here, but not there. And this may sound crazy, but sometimes the mental side of things can totally get in your way. If you give yourself in love with limits and expectations set, then the mental blocks may start to crumble as physicality starts to take over. And just as hope for the future, our youngest is now six and I'm sleeping through the night. My husband and I are able to connect more away from the kids with built-in sibling babysitters that are fantastic and our sex life is better than ever. God bless Beth. Thank you, Beth. I really love hearing from others who've shared that situation. I think it's going to be really helpful to Marcy to hear, um, especially that little hopeful note at the end that you will get through this. And it is just a, for now, you know, it's it's a stage, it's a phase. And so many things in life are like that. They're just kind of passing. Um, and I, I really just find that that's really helpful Um that you shared that you wished you had been more open in communication with your husband because now looking back of course hindsight is 2020 we can see that so clearly and um your thoughts about that you know sharing exactly you know kind of setting limits and saying you know this will be better if you do it this way not this way it can be really hard to communicate about that some of us feel even with our spouses can feel kind of embarrassed to talk like that or feel like you're being demanding or something but so much fruit can come from that. I remember years ago telling my husband that I would be more receptive to him 
even during those times when I was exhausted and, you know, a bunch of little babies and whatever, if, if he like touched me in a way that was relaxing and this might work for Marcy or other people that are struggling with that, maybe your husband can give you a shoulder massage or a back massage. And that can be a way to kind of, as we talked about it, trigger your relaxation can help you to do that and put you in a better place mentally and physically so that um, you can be more responsive to your husband in the way that you want to be. So yes, a tricky topic. And thank you so much, Beth, for sharing your perspective. It's so enormously helpful. And I hope that it's going to be helpful to Marcy as well. And now I also have feedback to share from our regular feedback giver, David, who is so great. David, our our resident guy here on the Girlfriends Podcast, can offer a male perspective to Marcy. And it sounds like David is on a walk, I think. I love it. I I love it that you're taking us along and um, offering your feedback on the go, David. So here's what David had to share for Marcy. Hey, Danielle. Uh, David, (laughs) just listen to... uh criticism show <clears throat> real quick uh the show with Haley was great um it's like two sages meeting and talking about things uh in just a very thoughtful way so very much enjoyed that uh, just some thoughts with respect to marcy um just being on the other side of the fence i will second your advice uh, regarding open communication and again, it doesn't have to be perfect. I think uh, Marcy communicating to her husband just very openly about her feelings, uh, you know, that she loves him above all and, and she's concerned about this, um, but it's just not there. Uh, and it's, you know, no reflection on him. I think we'll go a long way towards quelling any resentment that might be building on either of their parts. Um, and, you know, I think from his perspective, and I can't speak for everybody, but, you know, just in my own experience, um, you know, it's real. I think men just view intimacy a little bit differently, um, just in terms of, uh, you know, maybe an anticipation of something that's going to happen. And, um, you know, if it doesn't, you, you might, you might take it personally. And, and, you know, it takes time to work through and grow and, right and, and both being generous and patient and attributing to the other you know the best possible motives this is a spouse you've chosen uh to spend the rest of your life with and that you're allowed to be with your second thing um that communication will just go a long way towards clearing a lot of that up and and you have a good laugh about it um that's not easy but you know those conversations never are and you know different seasons of your marriage will move different ways so um, what you're going through today, you know, that's, that's, you'll look back and laugh or you'll look back and cry, but in any case, it'll certainly change. So just, uh, just throw yourself out there, be open with him. Uh, it'll disarm him and, and it'll do the same. Uh, and, and, and there'll be a real, real depth. And then, you know, obviously you're right. Prayer through the whole thing. I mean, just in terms of how, how do you want me to respond here, God? I, uh, I don't really know what to do. Teach me. God's got our back through all of this. Uh, he wants joy in our lives in all of these aspects. So don't worry, Marcy. It's going to be fine. We're all praying for you. Danielle, another great show. Uh, take care. 
Thank you so much for that, David. It's helpful to have a male perspective, I think, sometimes here on Girlfriends. It helps us to know that um, it, it's a good reminder that even with, with our spouses, and sometimes we feel so at odds that we are all on the same page. We want the same things. We want good things. And that God wants good things for you, too. So such a helpful reminder in that way. And one thing that really stood out to me about what David said was assigning the best possible motives to one another, I think, is like the hugest, best marriage advice anybody could ever give anybody is assign the best motives to the other person. Because I know, at least for me in my own marriage, ultimately it comes down to that. Pretty much everything comes down to that, comes down to it's out of insecurity or defensiveness that we sometimes think that person's out to get us or they're they're trying to you know disrespect us or whatever it is. And when I personally make efforts to assign to Dan the best possible motive for whatever it is, if there's something that he's done or said that I'm upset about, if I try to reframe it in my mind, rather than doing what I now actually would do is assume the worst about everything, assume the worst about him and that he's out to get me, um, is try to think about ways in which this possibly, you know, he's having good motivations. Is that, is that even possible? You know, and sometimes it's a real mental exercise, but I have been so surprised by how fruitful this is to assume the best about the other person's intentions. And you know what? A lot of times it's just right. It's just correct. It's accurate. This person actually loves you and cares about you and wants the best for you. They're not out to get you. You know, they want to have a good relationship with you too. So anyway, that's sort of an aside because it's it, it may be part of how, how Marcy um, deals with her situation or other people in that situation. But um, to me, that really stood out because I think it's so important to assume the absolute best intentions about our spouses. For sure about everybody. My husband accuses me of doing this with everybody that I shouldn't. He thinks I'm naive. <laughs> but then ironically enough, it's something that I have to remind myself to do with him. I think it's out of a sense of insecurity or, or defensiveness or something that, you know, neither of which belong in a marriage. You know, you should you should be trusting completely open with one another and, um, you know, feel comfortable being very vulnerable with the other person. So it's a lifetime work in progress, but we're getting there. And I hope you are too. If you have more sh thoughts to share with Marcy about being touched out or if you have thoughts to share about this week's episode talking about stress. I'd love to hear from you. You can email me, danielle at daniellebean.com or connect with me on Voxer or social media. I'm Danielle Bean on pretty much every form of social media. So we'd love to hear from you. Now, I just want to remind you of a few different places that I'm going to be in case I can see you in person. Those of you who are local here in New England, I've got a couple of things coming up on Saturday, June 10th. I'm going to be at my own home parish, St. Andre Bissette in Laconia, and I'm going to be putting on the You're Worth It retreat. We would love to have you there. People from all over are welcome. You don't have to be a part of our parish community. Um, you can uh, go to the link inside the show notes at daniellebean.com. I'll put a link to the registration and more information there. So that's Saturday, June 10th from 8.30 to 3 p.m. at St. Andre Bissette in Laconia, New Hampshire. I would love to meet you there. I would love to see you there. Come on out. Um, also, Saturday, June 24th, I'm going to be in Troy, Vermont for the third annual Family Day Retreat. It's for families, so you can bring everybody. There's something for everybody. They've got talks that are for 
um, um, all the family and then talks that are for moms, dads, teens, you know, younger kids. Uh, it's a great day and they've got music lined up and hopefully they'll have good weather so they can be, they've got tents and it's going to be outdoors. So I'm going to be giving a couple of the talks there. I'm going to be speaking specifically to the women, but then also to married couples there in Troy, Vermont on Saturday, June 24th. Registration for your entire family, and this includes um, lunch, is $30. So seriously, like, what is your excuse? If you live anywhere near Troy, Vermont, get yourself and your family here for a wonderful day of refreshment in your faith. I would love to meet you. So um, uh, consider that. And I'll, I'll put the links to all of that in the show notes at daniellebean.com. Before we go, I just want to be sure to thank those of you who support the show through Patreon. It's your pledges of support that make the production of Girlfriends possible over at patreon.com forward slash girlfriends. So if you're not yet a supporter through Patreon, if you appreciate what I do here, if you want to encourage me in continuing to produce this show and make it available for free to everyone, you too can pledge your support. As little as a dollar per episode makes a difference and a pledge of any amount gets you a benefit. You get an invitation to Girlfriends Live, which is a monthly video chat that I have with me and listeners who support the show, where we can connect and we can talk about just about anything you like. It's really fun. It's a great way for us to kind of connect outside of the show in a more real way. Um, so I'm going to be scheduling our next Girlfriends Live in the coming week. So if you want to be a part of that, or if you would just like to give Girlfriends a high five, a shot in the arm, and the encouragement to continue, you can go to patreon.com forward slash girlfriends. Thank you so much for your support. That's all the time we have for today, but I want to thank you for sharing this time with me. I really love connecting with you here, and I love the community that we build here and the ways in which we share about the things in life that really matter, our faith and our families, our work and our relationships. You being here, your presence here is a real gift to me, and you're the reason that I'm here week after week to bring you a new episode of Girlfriends. So thank you for that. Thank you for being here. And until next time, I hope you enjoy your day and God bless your week. Girlfriends is a DanielleBean.com production. Know your worth, find your joy.